Welcome to the Internet Advisor Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Foster Brown. Along with my co-host, Gary Baker, and our team of experts, we've been helping people like you since 1998 with your computer problems, introducing you to valuable resources, and promoting tech enterprise throughout Michigan. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour podcast recorded every week at the studios of historic WJR Radio in Detroit. Both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor... Welcome to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998, with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net, on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. Welcome aboard the Internet Advisor. Hi, Foster Brown, co-host and producer of the program, and we've got a grown one for you today. We're going to be talking with Damien Roque, who is the CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus, and you're going to find out that that is indeed a really big act in town for a lot of different reasons. We'll also be talking with Cal Carson, the great snow-capped wonder here of the uh, Mac field about a brand new product that Apple has released. It's called iOS 10. Lots of good stuff here. Two hours of the Internet Advisor. Welcome aboard the Internet Advisor. Thank you so much for those of you who make this uh, a regular visit on Saturday afternoons between 4 and 6. My name is Foster Brown, co-host of the program and producer, and I'm delighted to have in studio Mr. Gary Baker, this course for the last 18 years. That's right, and we're the pre-show to the pre-show. That's right, yeah, that's big, right. Big guy, uh, 50 years ago they had the game of the century, Notre Dame and Michigan State, oh. and uh, you know, maybe there's another game in Game of the century coming up. It's a new century. century. It's a new century. (laughs) That'll be later today. (laughs) And we're delighted to have Cal Carson back in studio with us again. How you doing, boss? Oh, being the football novice in the room, what was about this game of the century that you're speaking of? (laughs) Uh, They were rated number one and number two in the nation at the time. And that made it the game of the century. Michigan, uh, was it state that was rated number one? They were certainly number one. I don't know if they were rated number one, but one was one and one was two. And who won? And it was a tie, 10-10. No and kidding. And Era Parsegian uh, decided not to go for the win and just ran out the clock. Oh, my goodness. And left it a tie. It's like kissing your sister, right? <laughs> I don't remember it exactly where I heard this from, and it may have been in a dream, but I understand that I think there were two Supreme Court justices. One was from Michigan State and one was from Notre Dame that were both on the court. That, that, well, that on the field, the field yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Could very well be. Well, well it'll be a good game anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that's Gary. He's our sports director here on the Internet Advisor. <laughs> Thank you, Cal. We are also nice. delighted to have with us in studio today, and he's going to be kind of serving as our guest, special guest co-host, and that is Damien Rocky, who is the CEO and the co-founder of Grand Circus. Damien, welcome. 
Thanks, Faust. It's great to be here. Delighted to have you with us. And just before the program started, he kind of with wide eyes says, what does it mean that I'm the co-host? <laughs> you got well, to wear you, the crown. You, you and got me a little, picture, a little and nervous about And you get to say anything you want, anytime you want. You don't have to just stay in your segment. Well, as long as we're not talking about American football, I should be fine. <laughs> you kind of lost me there for a minute. Hey, speaking of that, however, did you see the Twitter's uh, first ever uh, Thursday night football game was a huge success. Millions of people watched a football game on Twitter on Thursday, and it apparently was went, on Twitter. Apparently, I did not yes. See this. And it went. It apparently went very, very well. Be interesting to so see. How do you do that in 140 characters? <laughs> it's a long, long. <laughs> That's a... he's going for the 50, the 40. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be cruel. Oh, that would be cruel. And my favorite would be touch. <laughs> Back or down? <laughs> anyway, that one certainly has uh, th- th- was interesting. The other thing I saw on the news headlines, and I guess I'll start off with this: Would either and any of you would you like to? Would you be willing to share the road with a driverless car? Absolutely, sure. Yeah. No, really. Yeah. Why not? My hey, temp- boy, my I'll t- tell you what. I've driven with so many really poor drivers next to me, in front of me. You know, I, I just love to find something that actually goes to consistent speed, doesn't weave in and out of traffic. You know, He's aware yeah, of, of me course. and yeah. will stop if and I... We'll st- yeah. They, much better chance of them see, stopping see, than see, some more, of the crazies on the road today. More of an inclination for me to mess with that car. I'd be like cutting in front of it just to see if it really <laughs> yeah, stops. It yeah. You know, stuff like that. would be great. Well, apparently in Pittsburgh, Uber... Yes. Is going to start a self-driving they pickup. Yeah, they, are they having? Or, I I didn't know if they had already, but they're um, they're already got. And the other thing I heard was, and they're free, but only to to you know high usage um, customers right now. And this is going to be primarily in the, like in a downtown area, I think. Right, right? it's just in a certain area. So, so they can control it. They, you know, it's a controlled experiment with live guinea people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had people who are involved in that whole uh, self-driving car ride-sharing type situation, and they said to me, would you, you know, want to participate in this? And I told them no. And this is the reason why I told them. I said, you know something? They are the ugliest looking contraptions <laughs> at this time Ooh, because normally geez. they have a thousand things all piled on the roof. And I'm going. Oh like, yeah, with all the yeah. yeah all how the does that look really cool? You know what I'm saying? But Who when they cares? if they can design the cars with that hidden. Now you talk. Did any yeah. of you see the movie? But you won't own it anyway, so who cares? Did any of you see the movie called? The, <laughs> see the movie called The Fifth Element? Yes. With. With uh, Bruce Willis in it. Bruce Willis in it. And that yeah. ridiculous car that he, <laughs> the a taxi. Cab. There's a cab that's driving him around, and it has a dummy that's sitting in the front seat. It's not a person. Yeah. And the thing turns around, you know, 100, 300 or 180 degrees to talk to him in the back as it's driving. <laughs> but it's, uh, uh, that was an, uh, a novel experience there. That was a horror show, I think, so when they turned around. <laughs> going around you know, around I tried anyway. to explain to a younger person at work, I said, look, They've had this, you know, driverless car thing for the longest time. They go like, what? What are you talking about? I go, yeah, it's called a bus. Yeah. <laughs> Pay your price, get on it, ride it. It's fine. That's true. Yeah, That's this true. just goes exactly where you want it to go. Well, it was interesting to see also that Michigan and California, apparently, are going to be two of the places that are more, are, are more likely to have driverless cars on uh, the streets because at the University of Michigan, on North Campus there, uh, on your old alma mater, Gary, mm. they're doing a lot of testing up there. I think Google is also testing... Up there as well. Well, uh, Ford Motor Company is doing that testing on their campus now here in Dearborn as well. Uh-huh. So they, we may... They've got driverless cars floating around there. 
So the headlines may read, you know, there's a uh, Uber has got a head a headless <laughs> has got a personless car going. <laughs> oh boy, I, I can't wait till Gene Vogel. I mean, not Gene Vogel, but um, oh, who is uh, Kevin O'Neill is doing the traffic? He goes like uh, accident on I ninety four, no injuries, <laughs> there's nobody cool. in it. Cool. <laughs> Damien, we're going to bring you back in just a minute uh, after this quick break that we take here to talk about. Grand Circus and some of the great things that you've got going on there that, that really look to the future of Detroit because we're talking about driverless cars in Detroit but you've got the future of Detroit uh, your hands on that and, and so many other different ways. Damien Roque, CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus back with us in just a minute to talk about what's up next for Detroit. Welcome back once again to the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown here, along with Gary Baker, Cal Carson, and our special guest host, and that is Damien Roki, who is the CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus. And um, Yeah, Damien, we're really happy to have you on. We've had Grand Circus on in the past, but we've not had you on, so welcome. No, no it's we're, great to be. You had Derek last time, but we've known each right. other for a long time, Gary. It's we good, have. It's good to be here. And, and you guys have done just a great job of really helping um, Coalesce a lot of the actual internet technology companies in downtown Detroit. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been um, it's been a great. It's almost four years now, which is kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Um, I remember your first your first office. I was up there before it was really kind of ready, and uh, <laughs> yes. and I thought, well, yeah, you got a little more to do here, and there's a little more to do there, and. Um, but it looked pretty good, and you had an open house, and that was great. I came back two years later. Well, I came back a couple times before between that, but even two years later, the same stuff was. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> was, there was a lot that, of hand waving, a lot of you know imagining and, at that time. And and you and it's a great space, uh, and people and you really open it up for a lot of uses, don't you? Yeah, we do. We have um, we have an, uh, our locations down on Grand Circus Park, which is where we got our name from, and. Um, a lot of what we do is we try to be sort of the community organizer around tech, um, in particular tech entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So we've always had events and co-working and all sorts of things. Um, but most of what we do is actually training. Um, right. And, and mm-hmm. one of the things that um, you know most people working in, in tech in Detroit know is that there's a, a chronic shortage of developers. Um, you kind of hear that everywhere. And that's really yeah. our focus to try to get more people into the profession. When you say developers, who are you talking about for our audience? Say what you said is a chronic lock. We've heard there's a lack of tech um, ability. Period. The people coming out of schools, well, there's not enough of them. They say, but when you say there's developers, yeah. that's like a cut above, isn't it? It's a it's a good question. I mean, you know, and and Detroit, by the way, and people don't, not many people know this in terms of tech, which is a very broad definition. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot very of broad. roles within tech. You know, network administrators, cybersecurity, mm-hmm. you know, software developers. Um, you know. We, we focus on, on software developers and, and, in particular, web development technologies, um, and, and so that's our focus. So even people that maybe don't want to be a programmer long-term, they really can benefit, though, coming through some of your classes, right? Yeah. Look, we have – yes, we have, we have classes which, um, you know, for those that are kind of curious about technology um, – for the most part, though, and and our model may have changed a little bit, Gary, since you were down um, speaking speaking to us last time. For the most part, our classes are really preparing people for a job, mm-hmm. um, right? And so the way it works is, you know, we take people that have maybe considered, you know, entering a tech career in our case, you know, right. software development career, um, and we take them, and for ten weeks, 
they work, they study full time. You call that a boot camp, right? A boot camp, yeah. Right. And then, it, and it's two weeks off site, and then eight weeks in a classroom, you know, working with, um, working, you know, with other students to kind of learn, and then, and then we get them a job. So it's um, while there are people that are curious, and we have classes about, you know, the the hobbyists, if you like. We're very much oriented towards getting people a job, and in fact, yeah. the the current. Um, track record is around 92% of getting Wonderful. a job within three wow. months. So now, you said it was kind of just you brushed it, it almost slid past, and then we get them a job. That's a big part of it. Yeah. That's a huge part. This isn't like, uh, you know, some electronics company on the back of a matchbook, you know, where you pay your money, go through the courses, and bye bye, <laughs> be well. Yeah, look, it's. Um it's a really important part of our, our our promise. Now we don't we don't get them a job per se. I mean, we kind of lead the horse to water, so to speak. I got um, you. But you know, the the reason that we've been successful doing that is that we spend a lot of time um, working with employers, like understanding the mm-hmm. the demand. Yep. Um, and and it's not just the technical skills, but the soft skills. You know, the sorts of skills that you want to your developers Absolutely. to have on your team. Yeah, yeah. And so we take those conversations and that insight, and we work backwards. And and um, you know, it's meant that. We're really setting up our students to be successful, and when, and the sixty more than sixty employers who have hired our graduates, they just love our talent, you know, for that reason. Well, and Cal- I, I have um, recommended people come to your classes. Thanks, Gary. Um, and sometimes people have told me they said, you know, I don't want to be a developer the rest of my life. I said, you still have to start there, right? If you really understand the development process, if you know code, right, then go work in that that job for the next couple of years and then if you want to move into say a business analyst role mm-hmm. or some other role even into you know project management you got a much better chance of being successful people will hire you because you have that background right absolutely or even if you just want a business role and you're and you're right. working with developers it can be a pretty handy skill set yeah, um, sure. it's yeah. kind of the way of the world Kel, you had a question? Well, I got a thousand questions now. <laughs> okay. Uh, no it, American football that, that's the only role <laughs> all right then. I'll make sure not to do anything like that at all you talk about people coming in to learn. Uh, give us a demographic of the type of person that would come in. Great question. So we have two types of student. Um, there are people that have sort of had a career in IT or have, have studied IT, um, some sort of IT, uh, and maybe looking to retool. Their skills are out of date. Uh-huh. But but the largest audience that we you know that we sort of serve are people that want to change careers. Um, so oh. we get people from all sorts of background. We've had teachers, we've had waitresses, we've had, you know, women returning to the workforce after raising their families, you know, all sorts of backgrounds. Um, but then, you know, beyond that, it's it's a pretty broad age kind of um, sort of band. And then um, the thing that we're really proud about, um, which, you know, I think distinguishes us and is a particularly hot theme in tech right now, is that we have a lot of our classes, we have a lot of women and people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, I think 39% of our students are women and 37% people of color, which for the tech profession is is off the charts. Well, wow, you, and you know what's, um, what's interesting about people's perception about a, a developer, right? Which is, oh, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to code bits and bytes and zeros and ones, and that's not like that at all. So much of, um, of being a developer today is being creative. It's saying, okay, here's the use case uh, an actor, a, a person, a user coming into a website, let's say, or coming into an application, they need to be able to do this. Well, how do you do that? You just have some words. You've got to translate that into something that actually works, working code. And it's a really creative process, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great example of some of the soft skills that I think are undersold. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
I mean, I'd, I'd add to that that, you know, it's no longer a profession where you're sitting in a room on your own. You know, right. you <laughs> have to be able to work with people. Yeah, yeah around yeah. a table sometimes, right? Right. Yeah. You have to be able to communicate, you know, your work. And, and so communication skills are also really critical and maybe yeah. not what you'd expect when you kind of describe the stereotypical, you know, software developer is not sort of the first thing that will come to mind as being a critical skill. But certainly it's more than just the... The zeros and ones, as you say. Right. Well, that brings up even a crazier question. So I walk into a room at your place. I'm going to see someone Gary's age talking with someone, you know, half Gary's age. and, and That's and really young, person. though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's Just out of high school? These... I'm not sure we have anyone Gary's age, by the way. It's not, it's not that old. Yeah, nobody, well, you know, no, every now and then you Nobody just go, my age would ever try to learn something new. So. <laughs> no, but, joking, Jack. But when you have so many of those different... Um, uh, spreads and culture and, and environment and age groups and stuff like that. How do you make them all work together? Well, that's the that's the secret sauce, Cal. Yeah, <laughs> come I mean, to one of those classes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to just come along and have a look. I mean, it's it's um it's a really good question, and and um and it's not just the the spread of ages. It's also we we spend a lot of time thinking about the level people are at in terms of their understanding at the beginning. Because mm-hmm. you can imagine a classroom. If ever you've been in a class, if you have someone that's really advanced and someone who's very junior it can be a very difficult dynamic to manage. So as it turns out, we don't accept everybody that applies for our boot camps. We're very careful to vet and, and get the right spread. But I think the thing that we've learned is that the greater the diversity in the class, yep. you know, whether it be ages, backgrounds, whatever, the, the, the richer the experience for students. So that's actually what you described as really great when we see... It is diversity because yeah. you know, so many times you're sitting here going, okay, this is what they said they wanted, what do you think that means? And you get, you know, a middle-aged woman having one opinion, uh, somebody of color with a different opinion, somebody that's really young having a, a third opinion, and you meld that all together and find out, hey, maybe there's a couple use cases here that we have to deal with. Absolutely. And, and that's the creative part, and that's the fun part. Of Damien, as I was reading some of the background on, on, on your involvement, um, uh, you were, when you first came into the Detroit area and started setting up um, Grand Circus, you were really focused on a different style of, of learning. Am I right? That was one of the the, the insights that uh, Josh Linkner and and some of the other people you were working with had. You wanted to go about teaching people these skills in a completely different way. Absolutely. I mean, it was more than just the way we taught. I mean, it's it's kind of a difficult thing to describe on radio. If, if you come down to our our um, our offices, um, it doesn't feel anything like. You know, a traditional classroom. There's lots of color and there's lots of light, um, lots of desks kind of arranged in sort of a haphazard manner. So we really thought about the entire experience, but then, you know, it's everything else the way we teach as well. When we come back, uh, Damien Rookie, who is the CEO and co founder of Grand Circus, is with us, and we're going to talk about also what you're doing with entrepreneurs in this very city. I'd like to give a tip of the hat to Mike Satzer, engineer, who is serving a number of different roles here. He is going to be uh, helping to uh, answer the phones as well as being our engineer. Thanks, Mike, so much for what you're doing there. And in studio with us, we're delighted to have Damian Roki, who is the CEO and one of the co-founders of Grand Circus, which is, boy, it's just so much more, Damian, than just a learning center. Because you folks are involved in community events. You have a, a co-working space for uh, for entrepreneurs, I mean, you really have dug your hands into the city of Detroit in more than just kind of being another trade school. You really are getting in there and helping to develop this whole, what do you call it, the atmosphere of what well, is Detroit's tech world. Yeah, Grand Circus is part of what 
uh, Dan Gilbert calls his family of companies. Yeah, I love that. And um, and more than just a member, really one of the leaders to help get all of the other companies kind of to work within the city, with together and within the city, right? Yeah, thanks, Gary. Well, there we go. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Gary. We are we are part of the family. You know, I, I think our role we've always seen it sort of being twofold. There's definitely you know, the community-related, you know, connective tissue, if you like, for the tech community. And Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we were very fortunate, um, you know, to to sort of launch with in our very early days was a partnership with Google. So with Mm. Google, we have, we're one of, was seven, it's now 10 um, Google for Entrepreneur Tech Hubs across the country, which means that we can do a lot for entrepreneurs in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So really critical part of what we do. But then, you know, the, the... Majority of what we do, as I mentioned earlier, is we train people for for jobs, and so it's 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 a school with a you know a bit of a community role. And you've you've morphed over time and really gone out to um, to to really see that where the need is, and then develop a program around it. And there's one that you have targeted directly at women. Yeah, I mean there are several programs like that. I mean I I think I mentioned earlier that that uh, there's a. A, a real theme in tech that was really started by Google to try to get more diversity, you know, generally mm-hmm. in, in sort mm-hmm. of on tech teams, and you know, something that you know we've we've observed for a long time is and and really wanted to try to impact is the lack of women that are sort of working in software yeah, development. It really is. Um, and so we developed a program called Develop Her, mm-hmm. um, which is a I love it <laughs> boot camp boot camp for women. Uh, run, it's running. It's it's about to finish actually. It runs for ten weeks. Um, teaching women uh, Java software development, mm-hmm. and um, we're able to do that program. What's what's kind of neat about the program is we've we've done it with the support of some financial partners who've made it free. So Hageman oh, Foundation, uh, oh, out of out of Flint and Tech Systems, you know the large staffing company, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they provide um, the funding to to train these women, and and these women are from Detroit and Flint, so it's a sort of a two city program. And then what's also really cool about it, which I think is something else that is really important for women entering sort of the tech profession, is that we're we've partnered with the Michigan Council for Women in Technology. Ah, uh, yes, we're so providing yeah. sort of early career mentorship with the women mm. as they graduate. So it's a big a, theme for them. But that mentorship, yeah, huge theme for them. Their their ignite program. So it's um, I think it's one of the most more important things we've ever done actually. And and mm-hmm. so far, you know, we've got fourteen employers who've lined up to um, so far and counting. You know, what I love about this, Gary, is uh, what Damien's doing here is it's not a reinventing of the wheel. It's it's pulling together existing programs that are there already and helping them to work together. Well, and so many times they great ideas, but they don't work. And Damien and and his crew at Grand Circus, they figured out how to make it work. Matter of fact, you work with the Department of Labor. Um, computer programming apprenticeship program that went on that was it started last year wasn't it that yeah another good another program so um, we wanted to create a program that was you know made made our, our um, made the career more accessible to people because we really believe that anybody could be a developer um, but our boot camps you know generally um, people have sort of a, a sort of a high school education or, or a college degree right. um, so with the apprenticeship we work with the Department of Labor um, to to basically, and it's it's a, a competency-based apprenticeship, which means it's not a time-based thing. It's like you you strike off certain competencies over the course, and then you get a journeyman's card, much like I, a skilled. I trait. love that. That yeah. And, and and so the way it works is that we train we train people for six to eight weeks, depending on the program, um, and then they get a job as an apprentice, and then oh, over generally eighteen, twelve to eighteen months. Mm-hmm. They acquire these competencies and then become a, in, in the case of this, a computer programming apprentice. So it's not really that scary then for people that maybe they haven't had any kind of training prior to joining one of your classes. Not only do they go through the classes and learn some of the information, so many times that's just a, a license to learn more. And mm-hmm. when you put them in a situation where everybody knows that they're still learning, 
that makes it comfortable for them. It, it does. So we, we definitely like to create multiple access points for people. But I think the other thing, the other thing to really describe about our, our program, technologies will change, right? There's, there's only right, so much right. you can learn that will be current and relevant in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to think of, you know, the, the, the terrible analogy, but, you know, but teaching people to fish, because I think mm-hmm. it's, it's really this idea that if you create a, fun, a foundation of knowledge um, and you really kind of become a lifelong learner in technology, that's what's going to make you more successful. Yeah, absolutely. You have to do yeah. that. Now, I, I would, well, you have to change lures once in a while if one's not working, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or worms, as or the worms, case may yeah. be. Cal, this is, we, this is a question you always ask is, how can people get involved in this? Exactly. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I was going to go next, because I know if you're sitting out there with your little pencils just Write this down or listen carefully. Yeah, if you know somebody, How you want to do you send? get involved in this madness? Well, there's, there's various ways you can get involved. And I've actually got a special offer for your listeners, which okay. I can tell you in a minute. But um, we have various um, open houses, you know, scheduled fairly regularly, which is, ah. you know, an opportunity for people to come in and just talk to our staff, get to know students, and, and really understand what the experience is like. So that's one option. Mm-hmm. Um, something else we do pretty regularly, a lot of people don't know if they can actually do this. I mean, there's sort of a certain mental yeah. barrier you have to get mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. So we have a program which kind of goes out into the community called a traveling circus. <laughs> I love it. And it's a, <laughs> I uh, love it. It's a, essentially, it's a three-hour seminar that teaches you some very basic principles in JavaScript, um, mm. you know, some loops and, and mm-hmm. various other kind of things that, are, you know, you would need to know as a programmer. And you're actually writing code in the class. And it's, it's just a, it's a free program. Very, um, you know, very accessible. That you know, it's another way for people to sort of figure out whether this is an, a, a, the right path for them. When you okay, say, so now I'm going to now okay. I'm going to interrupt you. You said two wonderful things, and how do people find out about when you're going to be doing those wonderful? <laughs> yeah, well, things? that's thank you, Cal. Um, if you go to our website, um, it's grandcircus.co. So that's co without the M. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the information in our events tab, you know, has the open houses and the traveling circus. Um, you know, dates. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And people can find out more about that. I I understand that you now you've had a tremendous commitment to the city of Detroit, but the the the, the phrase "Go west, young man." Yes, has, has rung in your heart, and you're <laughs> you're heading out to the west side of the state. Yeah, I mean we're we're you know we're not going anywhere. I mean Detroit, we still have a lot that we want to do here, but something that um you know we're really excited about is that we're we're growing, um and, and we're we're launching in West West Michigan uh, this October. With a, a .NET program um, in Grand Rapids, firstly, mm. so very, very excited. It's going to be a, oh, yeah. a, a big move for us. You know, I got to ask a question that's kind of off the off the beaten path, but it'll be fun to do anyway. Uh, so we're becoming a, quite a technology hub here in downtown Detroit and in Michigan as well. Uh, seeing all that you came a little bit of a distance here to Detroit. <laughs> you could tell by the accent, could you? Oh, give or take. You know, I thought maybe you came from the southern part of Detroit, but I'm sure. <laughs> Coming this far, what attracted you to this area that would uh, that you could share that would make other people want to come to this area as well? Well, other than my wife? I was going to say. <laughs> well, that's the reason I can think of. <laughs> yes, let, let's move a little bit beyond that. Just, <laughs> not, not to say that everything's above that, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think the thing that's really exciting about Detroit is it's just – it's a city that's obviously um, – has tremendous opportunity, but I think it's a city where you have a real opportunity to have an impact. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and so I, that, that's what drew me here. I mean, when I when I first came, um, I moved here in 2009, and, and I first came down, I started to come downtown regularly in 2010, right as the Madison Theatre was being developed. Mm. Um, and there was just this pop of energy and, and life um, that really sucked me in. So 
it's it sort of feels like and and I think Detroit, and you fell in with a band of uh, entrepreneurs at the same time, right? Yeah, no, we we um that's right. I had a couple co-founders that you know that was really excited about building a business in Detroit as well, and and so. Yeah, I mean, there's not many, not many places you get to do that. Um, yeah. and so well, it, was, it was fun. One of my favorite people, Josh Linkner, and that must be just a hoot working with him because yeah. he is just full of so many great ideas. He is full of a very, a very passionate man, is oh. Josh. And just to get a better idea about you as a person, that sort of thing, did they have the same sort of thing going on back home in Australia where there was technology growing? And did you get involved back there or did you get involved initially over here? No, I got involved here. Okay. Um, you know, and, and this, this whole... Um, industry, if you like, of you know coding boot camps is is fairly recent. Um, it's probably about two three years old now. So when I was in Australia, you know, it, it wasn't a thing. I, Damien, before uh, you you are you have your finger on the pulse in many ways of, of what's going on in technology in Detroit, and and you're training people for the industries here. Uh, what are some of the most promising businesses that you've seen out there right now that are that look like they're gonna. Uh, it's really burst and, and become the new. Out. Okay, go ahead. Well, you know, outside of, I mean, I think that within the family company, you know, Quicken Loans is just continuing to grow, and oh, just yeah. amazing companies outside of the Madison, um, out of the Madison. You know, one company that I think is a, is you know just a, a spectacular business, and and is you know every time I speak to them, there's, there's sort of there's more growth. There's Duo Security in Ann Arbor. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Duo Security. Yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact, business. we just had somebody on recently. I, so Doug Song's wife last night. Yeah. So um, that's one example. Um, but there, there are many, and, and there are more all the time. Okay, we won't mention mention any of the uh, the kids, <laughs> your favorite kids, Damien Roki, who is the CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus. Thanks so much for being with us and for being our co-host here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mr. Mike Brennan will be here with the headlines from MI Tech News, and then a very special lady about an award that she's won. It's that time of the week that we say hello to Mr. Mike Brennan, who is the editor of MI Tech News. Mike, how you doing out there in maize and blue land? Uh, doing great. Uh, weather not so good, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? A little rain never hurt anybody, right? <laughs> I hope not, because <laughs> we've got a little bit of it coming down on us right now. What we'd like to do at this time with the program is to step in with you and talk a little bit about some of the headlines. Give people an example of what they get when they get MITechnews.com. So let's talk about some of the headlines that you've got there. Uh, one I see is a pretty big offering that's been made by, now is it TyCon Midwest? Yeah, TyCon Midwest. It's a big conference that uh, they've been held by, it takes the third or fourth year here. Uh, they're hosting it late in October, October 27th and 28th at the Henry in Dearborn. And they've got some real big heavyweight uh, kind of investors coming in from India and other places. And the hot topic right now is mobility, healthcare mobility. And I don't know where the money is coming from. I haven't got all the details yet. But they did report that they have up to a billion dollars to invest wow. in startups if they're in the healthcare mobility space. And all the, they're going to be auditioning companies at Tycon. There's some deadlines. All that's included at the website. Check out the story. It's my lead story. Mm-hmm. Or if there isn't anybody, if there's anybody out there at healthcare mobility in Michigan that is getting plugged into this, I don't know what to say. Right? You right. Know, a lot and of then, money. The nice thing about uh, MI Tech News is that will give you all that information. You'll get that to you uh, simply by uh, subscribing to MI Tech News. If you're an entrepreneur, this is the kind of opportunity that Mike lets you know about. Uh, I also saw something, I guess this kind of makes us swell our chests out here in the fair state of Michigan. Six Michigan universities have made the list of the Princeton Review's 380 best colleges in America. 
as voted on by the students, by the way. This isn't Ooh. somebody else ranking him. It's the students themselves. And just to give a shout-out to all of them, that's Albion College, Calvin College, Hillsdale College, Kalamazoo College, Michigan Technological University, and the University of Michigan. That's just some of the headlines that are out there, and you'll find them by going to MITechnews.com, and that's the place that you can go to subscribe to this. And, Mike, what do people get for their subscription, which, by the way, is still free, to News? Well, we have the Wednesday newsletter, which right now features audio and soon will feature video. We'll be launching video in October, uh, video news, short video news clip. On on Friday, oh, we good. have the the we have the story newsletter mm-hmm. uh, where we have all the best top stories of the week. It's sort <laughs> of a week in review, if you will. Sure. Uh, and but it's very comprehensive. But we try to get it out by midday Friday, so you can read it in your office on Friday or over the weekend, like uh, your Sunday review. Right. It's really you're not just getting information; you're tapping into resources. Mike, I think that's one of the big things about MI Tech News. One of the groups that you check in with quite frequently, is a Michigan Council of Women in Technology. And Kathleen Norton-Shock is one of the people that you talk to very often about those events. They have recently come up with a big win. Yeah, and it's actually uh, the big win comes from the Association of Women in Communications, which is a sister group. Uh, The Diva Tech Talk ladies uh, won the 2016 Clarion Award as one of the top radio shows that feature women, and the show does. It features women across the country. So uh, kudos to Kathleen and Nicole Johnson-Scheffler. And I'm sure, I know she's going to be on the show, and she'll fill in the rest of the details. You know, what? That's one of the things, folks, to mention as well, is that uh, each week, Mike and Matt Rauch are part of the Podcast Detroit Network, and they uh, do a program called M Squared TechCast. And this past week on Monday, Kathleen Norton-Shock was your guest on that. She was. Uh, she talked about the award. She talked about a, a lot of things going on. They have a number of programs going on right now. They have a Woman in Technology of the Year yeah. Award that they're giving out uh, that she can tell you more about. Oh, uh, it's a g- great organization. They do wonderful things for young women, try to get them involved in STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. So, uh, again, uh, kudos to our Diva Tech Talk and the Michigan Council of Women in Technology. And as a matter of fact, Mike, we're going to say goodbye to you so we can say hello to Kathleen, who is going to be with us in just a moment here. But, Mike, thank you again for editing and publishing MI Tech News. And, folks, you simply go to either our website, internetadvisor.net, and you can subscribe there or go to mitechnews.com and, for free, subscribe to this great resource. Mike, have a great weekend. Thanks, Foster. You too. And as we said, we've got somebody to talk to here, and that is Kathleen Northshaw. We've been taking your name Herself. in vain here. Yes. Yeah, how are you doing, Kathleen? I'm good, Foster. How are you? Can I'm, you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Well, you heard Micah running through all those things that you and uh, the Michigan Council of Women in Technology have been doing. But the big thing is we want to congratulate you on your award to Diva Tech Talk that you uh, received from the Association for Women in Communications. Tell us about that award. Yeah, thanks very much, Foster. First of all, I need to make a clarification mm-hmm. here. Diva Tech Talk is completely independent of the Michigan Council of Women in Technology. Yep, yep. And although I was vice president of marketing for MCWT, I stopped doing that in 2010, although I'm still a very active volunteer. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want to confuse those two. Gotcha. Uh, having said that, Diva Tech Talk often supports everything MCWT is doing, as Absolutely. MCWT is very pleased and proud because... 
one of the two of the three divas running Diva Tech Talk, Nicole Johnson Scheffler and I met we're at the Michigan Council of Women in Technology, and that's how we we sort of started. Well, got I'm so p- I'm so proud because this Diva Tech Talk, in many ways, began right here with uh, the Internet Advisor and the encouragement that we gave you folks. That you took it. I can't take any credit for it. You folks took it and have developed a program that obviously has become an award-winning program. Exactly, what is the award that you've won with the Diva Tech Talk? Okay, thanks for asking. So, first of all. Um, the Association of Women in Communications, which was established in 1909, mm-hmm. is one wow. of the largest and, frankly, oldest women's professional associations in the country. And it is uh, its goal is to promote the advancement of women in all fields of communication, mm-hmm. work for the First Amendment, and also help women uphold very high standards of communication. So every year, from for at least the last 40 years, and maybe longer, um, they've been giving out these things called the Clarion Awards annually. Mm. Um, there are 15 separate categories every year, or mm-hmm. at least now there are. Um, mm-hmm. They've expanded, obviously, as technology has expanded the field of communication. But there are some granddaddy categories like advertising and marketing, books, specialty publications, education, right. newspapers. Then, of course, there are new categories like online media, yeah. Um they give an award for PR. They give an award for TV, uh, special events. And we happen to um, compete in the area of radio because, mm-hmm. as you know, we're about a year and a half old, and the, and the entire targeting goal and focus of Diva Tech Talk is to celebrate and inspire girls and women so that they will consider entering STEM fields, science, technology, engineering, That's and math. wonderful. And so we podcast, you know, usually sure. about twice a month. And our podcasts are stories of women who have been very, very successful or are becoming successful in that field. And, and they range in age from, I think our, our youngest interviewee was 23, um, all the way up to people who are more my age in the baby boom generation. And we cover women who are doing amazing things like Jing, Jing Zhao has just started her second entrepreneurial company. Wow, or Joe Moretti, who is a 35-year vol- uh, veteran mm-hmm. of the technology field, but who works for J-Bill and also was running the Blue Sky Innovation Center out in Silicon Valley. By the way, Kathleen, um, since we have such little time, what I'd like to do is make sure that people know that they can go to internetadvisor.net, and we will have a link there that will take people to the award itself, but also remind them that they can. we have links there to Diva Tech Talk so they can tune in to you when you've got a brand new one coming up. And they can go to podcastdetroit.com as well, I believe, and they can get a link to your, your podcast there. We've run out of time, but we certainly haven't run out of praise for you, and certainly just very, very proud of what you folks have done with Diva Tech Talk. Thanks so much, Roger. Congratulations yeah. to you, and onward and upward. <laughs> Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. And that's uh, Kathleen Nordenshock, along with Nicole Johnson Shevlin, who are the hostesses of Diva Tech Talk and award winners of the Clarion Award. Coming back for our second hour of the Internet Advisor, well, we'll be answering your questions at 800 859 We'll also be checking back in with our special guest host, Damien Roque, CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus, and Mr. Kel Carson has some tips for us on the brand new OS from Apple. Technology moves at the speed of innovation, and today, that's lightning fast. So when you get your hands on the latest tech, don't forget to do the right thing with your old devices. Recycle them. The Consumer Electronics Association and its members are making recycling your old tech device as easy as purchasing new ones. 
Just go to greenergadgets.org, type in your zip code, and you'll instantly find the responsible recycling location closest to your home. You'll also find lots of tips to simplify your recycling, like asking the store where you buy your new TV if they'll haul away your old one. Television sets, video game consoles, smartphones, tablets, they're all recyclable. Don't let them clog up your local landfill. Just visit greenergadgets.org. You're sharp enough to get the latest tech tools into your home. Now be responsible enough to get your old devices to the recycler. That's greenergadgets.org. Nothing offers an opportunity to bond and give thanks quite like breaking bread together. This is especially true for our service members traveling far from home. Hi, I'm Gary Sinise. Since 2011, the Gary Sinise Foundation's Serving Heroes program has shown gratitude to our nation's defenders and their families by serving up more than 60,000 hearty classic American meals at travel hubs and military locations. And now, thanks to our friends at Bob Evans Farms, their Purple Barn, and their Our Farm Salutes program, we'll be able to provide even more meals nationwide. Serving Heroes offers our defenders a moment of togetherness with a taste of home. Help us show America's gratitude through food and fellowship. Look for the Purple Barn at your grocery store and visit ourfarmsalutes.com or garysoneesefoundation.org to learn more. While we can never do enough to support the men and women who serve, we can always do a little more. The Detroit Lions play here. News Talk 760 WJR Detroit. The great voice of the Great Lakes. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to mitechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. Welcome to hour number two of the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown. We've got a great group of people in studio here to answer your questions. So if you have a question about your computer, about your phone, about the new iOS 10 for Apple devices, give us a call at 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0957. We'll do our very best to answer your questions. And as a special treat, we're going to be having somebody else sticking around with us. Welcome aboard this second hour of the Internet Advisor and uh, the one we identify as your hour because you just happen to be passing by. And that's where you get the call in and uh, ask a question you may have about your computer, about any kind of digital device that you have right now. And Gary Baker, Cal Carson, and myself, Foster Brown, here to help answer your questions. We have another guest in studio who's here to uh, continue conversation about his organization. And that is a very special guest host who's been with us for our first hour, Damien Roki, who is is the CEO and co-founder of 
Grand Circus, which is an organization that has been dedicated to training people, developing people for the tech industry in Detroit, but also not just that, but also for just getting hands on and arms around the whole tech business that's here and promoting businesses and giving them co-working spaces. And now the exciting news is moving out to the west side of the state as well to Grand Rapids. So Damien is going to be sticking around here with us for the second hour. we got some things to talk about with um, the work that he's doing. As a matter of fact, he has a special offer that you wanted to make too, Damien, I hear. To folks who are listening to the program right now. Buy now, now and save. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we do have a special offer. So we, we run these boot camps that we, we talked a little bit about in the first hour, the, the 10-week programs, um, you know, to get people prepared for a job. Um, what we're prepared to do, for anybody listening, um, any of your audience, if, um, if you apply to a boot camp and uh, you let us know that you heard about Grand Circus um, on the show, we'll give you a $500 scholarship um, mm. automatically. And, and that's wow. in addition to some other scholarships that wow. we offer for, yeah, for nice. women and people of color. So um, as a special... Uh, you know, thank Thanks you to you guys. That's, uh, that's fantastic. You. That's a wonderful, uh, with that. wonderful offer, right? Thank you very much yeah. for that. Uh, by the way, uh, one of the th- oh, and by the way, this hour, Cal is going to tell us some of the things, the highlights of iOS 10. Which and doesn't come with a $500. <laughs> <laughs> some people would say, don't touch that. <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk with you as well during this hour about some of the highlights of iOS 10, which is the newest of the mobile operating systems for Apple products like the iPads and the iPhones. By the way, maybe Cal, just right now before we go even any further, um, what are the devices that this does work on and the ones it doesn't work on? Well, it's so nice that you asked me that question (laughs) because I was just going to say something about that. Uh, Now, iOS 10 will work with the following devices, iPhone 5, iPad 3, iPad Mini 2, iPod Touch 6 generation and higher. So basically, here's the deal. If your device uses a 30-pin dock connection, it's not in the game. I you have to you. have lightning, lightning or, or else you're not able to play. Yeah, that's an okay. easy way to describe it. That's yeah. 5%. Okay. okay. So All if right. you look on the bottom of your phone and it's got that big wide connector... You need to go down. <laughs> so there's been a number of people that have asked me if I've upgraded yet, and I, I'm a little cautious. I've gotten bricked once before, and there were a few little problems, but they corrected them, you know, within hours of of them uh, of the first release of iOS 10 earlier this week. But people are worried that now with Apple Play, I can personalize my my song list, my my music list. And that there are song lyrics on Apple Music, and they're afraid I'm going to sing along. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to assure my friends that I will not do that except in the shower, in which case I, I can take my uh, new iPad, my iPhone 7, because it's swimproof. That's right. So, that's right. There, there is actually. Or I a, guess it's the watch that's swimproof. That's, that's right. water resistant. Yeah. Yeah. There is a song that's called Far, Far Away, and you can sing that, uh, Gary. Far, Far Away. Yes. Right? <laughs> as long as I'm far, far away. Do you use an, an, an Apple product? Yeah, I do. I have, a, I have an iPhone 6. Okay. Yeah, I have an iPhone 6 as well. I have, to be honest with you, I, have you installed the iOS 10? You know, I haven't yet. Um, although, You're a little bit cautious, too? I am, yeah, I'm yeah. a little bit cautious, too. I'm sort of waiting for the bugs to get sorted out, but yeah. yes, I will eventually. I think, well, I think they're close. I was yeah. just, I check every day because I want it. It's so cool. But I, I kind of want to <laughs> hear you just, sing, Gary. I mean, I'm, I, I think Oh, I'm no, you don't. That. No, you don't. Believe <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I, I've, 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 I've done six, I've done seven phones so far with the upgrade. Oh, okay. and, no and, and I haven't had a problem with not one of yeah. them. But I will say this, more than anything else, uh, I would 
resist doing the over-the-air upgrade uh, where you just, you know, use the phone and you pull it uh, over the air to the phone. I suggest strongly to people to use iTunes. I think it's a better deal. And make sure you back up the phone before you do the upgrade. Yeah, okay, now tell me when you say use iTunes, what does that mean? Versus that means you take a cable mm-hmm. and you plug it into the bottom of the phone. Yep. You plug the other end of the USB into a computer, whether it be Windows or Mac, mm-hmm. and use iTunes. And iTunes is going to look at it and go like, hey, you wouldn't need to back this thing up. And it says, okay, fine. And after it backs it up, it'll come back and says, hey, you need <laughs> iOS 10 point such and such. You want to update? Then you click it and okay. let it do it that okay. way. You gain two things by doing that. Number one, you make sure you have the machine backed up ahead of time. And number two, if you're short on memory on the phone, it doesn't. you won't have a problem with it trying to do the upgrade right. to it because it's going to put all that information in the computer and move it back and forth as opposed to trying to load the upgrade onto the phone and then moving the old one off and putting the new one in its place. That's right. That's what I had heard. Okay, good. So that the wisdom there, folks, again, is that you're better off connected to uh, either, as you said, a PC or to a Mac uh, computer and then through iTunes do the process. Yeah, unless you happen to have a phone, like let's say you had a 32 gig iPhone and you had you know, only 16 gig of that space used up, then you can do the over-the-air upgrade. But I still say make sure you back it up yeah. either through iCloud or either onto a computer. Yeah, somewhere. I have a 6 Plus. I'm, I'm constantly short on space, so I think that, that certainly is the wisest and a very, very wise uh, piece of advice. So, folks, that's the kind of advice that's here for you if you'd like to call. Uh, again, we wanna, we're going to be keeping on talking with uh, Damien and uh, with the other guys here about some other things. But the phone lines are open for your questions at 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0957. Call us. Welcome to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. I realize, by the way, some of you are... Uh, here and you've got the radio on maybe in the background because you're getting ready for the MSU football game that's coming up here on our flagship station WJR. This is also an opportunity for you to check in if you've got a question about computers. Uh, we're here regularly from 4 until 6. We're called the Internet Advisor. Been here for 18 years now. Gary Baker and I and our crew of tech experts like Mr. Cal Carson, who is in studio with us right now, and our specialist on Mac products. And we're also have uh, delighted to have with us a special co-host, uh, Damian Rookie, who is a CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus, which is a uh, very special training organization in uh, downtown Detroit that helps to um, prepare people for the tech industry here, and also to help lift that up in a lot of other kind of ways. Mr. Foster, if I wanted to be involved with the program, what would I have to do? Get on the phone, chump. And where where would I call that number? Thank you. 800-859-0957. What would we do without him? What was that number again? 800-859-0957. 800-859-0957. Call early, call often. <laughs> and uh, Mike Stetz, who is our engineer and also our producer today, will answer the phone and get you in line. He really will. Hey, you clever one. Yes. Um, you were talking about iOS 10, and we were talking about uh, how to download it to our devices. Yeah. Uh, iPhones and iPads, etc., and what devices it works on. Um it seemed to me when I looked at it that most of it, most of the changes will work best with the newer phones that have the force touch on them. 
there's a lot of features in iOS 10 that uses the Force Touch feature to it. So, yes. Uh, so, if you have an iPhone 6S right. or iPhone 7 mm-hmm. and the Plus versions of both of those, you can take advantage of the Force t- Force, force <laughs> Touch technology that they have in that. So, you can do various things within the operating system as well. Okay. So, but that's why when I looked at it, I thought oh, those are clever kind of things, but it looked like it was something that would really only work better with later versions you of know originally when when i first heard about force touch and i bought an iphone 6s oh, okay. i go like yeah okay so i got this what am i gonna do with it and uh at that time when i bought it 10 wasn't out now that 10's out i see features in there that make me go like yeah i'm gonna start using this sort of thing would you explain to people who are listening right now what force touch is because i think a lot of us don't have it and wonder what's the big deal as you did on the screen in in the screen area of the screen you can take and, and touch on an icon or an app and if you touch it and then push down on the screen and apply pressure to it that app will pop up a window or it'll create a shortcut uh, or it'll do some sort of function based upon pressure that you're pushing on the screen. Now, I know in, is it in the iPhone 7, the one that's just come out right now, there is no more home button, really? No, it's not it, that little... you still have the home button. It's still touch sensitive so that you can do fingerprint okay. recognition. It's still there. Oh, it's, it's still that depression in the glass? But it's oh. not a mechanical depression. It feels the force touch. So the amount of pressure you put on the button will uh, make it do certain things. they call the taptic or hap- was it haptic? Haptic. Haptic. Yeah, yeah, which I blow that every time because I think... <laughs> It's one of those words like coalesce or something like that. But, but at any rate, I'm just picking on Gary, but that is a really cool word. I'm going to use that. Uh, it, it, it uses the haptic uh, touch uh, uh, technology, so it's all part of that force touch screen that's on the phone. But, Cal, even people that don't have... 6s or or newer yes mm-hmm. um there's still a lot to like about oh this. tons of stuff i tell you one thing that i found in it that i really really like is the new control center it is mm. clean yep. oh. it is very easy to work with and, and it's just wonderful you, you swipe up and it's got everything that you would normally need to use on there and it's very very clean and straightforward it used to be you had five buttons on the bottom right. of the control center right. it's gone back to four because most people said when you went to five the buttons were too small for your okay. fingers okay. and went back to four and it was well worth it and you go like well what happened to that fourth button that had my music on it swipe to the left and it comes up uh, with an entire panel just controlling music, start, stop, volume up, volume down, the whole shooting match. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I like it. You know, my son is really going to like the uh, voicemail transcription, right? To be able to take voicemail and transcribe it to text because he doesn't answer his phone. Right. <laughs> he just wants to text everything. And so when I leave him a voice message, I say, Did you, you know, how come you didn't call me back? Well, you left me a voice message. Why didn't you text me? Well, now I can leave him a voice message and it'll text him himself. So he has no excuse not to call me back. Or, or how about when you go somewhere and you park your car? If you have Apple CarPlay oh, right. or Bluetooth, it, it, will, it can it. automatically mark it on, a, on Apple Maps so that when it's time to go back to get it, you can find it. The, the other thing I've heard about uh, is Siri has sort of been improved, the functionality. Mm. I, oh, I mean, Siri is so much better now because you don't have to say, Siri, would you please? You don't have to talk like a robot as much. <laughs> you can use more natural uh, conversation, and it works really great. I tell you, it 
searches the whole phone for whatever you're looking for, and, and it's really smooth. And Apple's now allowing um, third-party developers to use it, too, yes. which I think is going to get baked into a lot of apps. I think uh, apps. Uber and um, that uh, restaurant one, uh, Table, whatever it oh, is. Uh, um, table to go, not scared. Uh, Yelp. Right. No, it's, oh, it's, it's, open, it's table. open Table. Open Table, that's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, they both are already using uh, uh, Siri to work with that already. So now it's just a matter of having the third-party developers connect Siri to that. Correct. Behind the screen, but it's it's there to go. Um, the other thing I, I saw. Oh, did you have something you were going to say, Damien? No, I was just going to say. Hopefully, she's better with accents because I mean, the the robot oh, voice is, a, is one issue, but she doesn't seem to understand me very well. That's interesting. That is very interesting. So, it just a, what be like a midwestern English is the only one that they it's, Siri understands. I don't know. It may just be my accent, but it's uh, I've never had much luck. I was going to say something really sarcastic, like if you turn the phone upside down and talk, <laughs> and it understands oh, it, but that wouldn't even okay, be right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I would never have thought of that, Damien, but you're right. And I'm thinking of people with a southern drawl. Y'all, 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 Siri, what can you do for me? You yeah. know, now all I'm gonna go home. Too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my worst Australian accent. Oh, I'm gonna no. try, I'm gonna try a southern accent. Too, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try all of them just to see what it works. You got to do it now. I mean, had to do your Australian accent. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> oh, now he's got me on the spot. Oh, okay, better than see. me singing. Believe me. <laughs> Kangaroo? <laughs> okay, that's about it. No, okay. I, I couldn't do. I mean, you know, because the hardest part of Australian is is is, is trying to get the difference between that and a British accent. I get that mixed up. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hey, one of our staff. And he there looks at me and goes, like, "How the heck do you?" There is multilingual support in. Yeah, Damien. One of our staff was just so. saying she's hooked up her Siri to an Australian accent. Oh, yeah. seriously? Yeah, multilingual support. Yep. Multilingual. Yeah, keyboard support anyway. So <laughs> I need to do that. That's a great tip. There you go. Something for oh your Australian listeners. Goodness. There you go. Or for some, some there, there are so, oh, she's going to bring it in so we can see it. Um, <laughs> this is this is a unique second hour. By the way, so then, so, it's still open for your questions here at 800-859-0957. You know, it's kind of funny, too, because they've now got, first of all, they're going to allow you to get rid of the junk. So before when you had um, an app that came on the phone, you couldn't get rid of it. Right, um, they it's wouldn't let you. And junk. now, I'm sorry. <laughs> Things you don't use. If you just don't happen to use it, yeah. Like well, uh, the built-in the apps that would that wallet, come on whatever, the phone right? that you yeah. couldn't move off the phone. You can take them off your screen. You can't take them off the phone. That's right. Yeah, you but that's great. You can make them go away. So, and the the neat thing to also is that they've um, they do have a new home. Um, icon, a home app, yes. that you can now start to control your home with. And as long uh, as the, as long as the devices are HomeKit compatible, yes. Yeah. All right, guys, hang on a and second. So you see more and more of that. Hold that up to the phone. No, no, Would, just introduce to them, yourself. To the Hi there, I'm Lena, and I'm your traffic reporter. That's right. Okay, so <laughs> you actually have got this. I have. It's an Australian mail because I found out through Facebook. That I can change up all the accents, so I did that. So that's exactly. Let's, let's what see I if did. it's real. Let's yeah, see let's real. let's hear it. Siri, what's my name? It's not going. Lena, but you asked me to call you Princess Lena. <laughs> <laughs> Back Princess in just Lena. a second. Actually, available for your questions as well. As you've been listening here, I, I hope and, and enjoy the program with us. We were having a ball in here with our studio guest, Damon. <laughs> Roki, who is the CEO and co-founder of 
Grand Circus. He's now a much happier man, apparently, because we found out you can get an Australian accent on the uh, on Siri. Yeah, and so far she she understands me better, so we're off to a good start. So it's a, it's a great improvement. <laughs> yeah. See, and a- after all the crap I started with, now we're mates. <laughs> there you go. See, yeah. that's a little yeah. Australian. Yeah. 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 Amy's realized that while he works for a Grand Circus, it's kind of a circus <laughs> here, too. Well, this <laughs> place is a three-ring This circus. is the three-ring circus, yes. yes. Okay, the number is 800-859-0957. Let's go to Craig and West Bloomfield, how may we help you here on the Internet Advisor? Craig? Hello? <laughs> I hope we haven't lost Craig. Craig, you there? But what? I think Siri would know who I am. Craig? Uh, <laughs> okay, Craig, how you doing? Okay. Uh, yeah, we can hear you now. I've got a, pro- okay. I got a problem. I have a, a fairly new computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I just transferred over to Windows 10. It was a Windows 7. Okay. And... I apparently didn't write down the new logon password that I typed in. So now I've got this pretty, you know, uh, rainbow window uh-huh. screener uh-huh. with, uh, uh, you know, the date and the time and right. so forth and so on. And when I click on it, it gets me to where uh, it says my name and the, it, wants a pa- it wants a password. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I've gone and I've tried to do everything, and it says reset password, but it asks for a disk that I previously made, which I did not make, oh. and so it doesn't let me go anywhere. Okay. Kel? He's stuck, and what, what it is, it's asking him, uh, did he make up uh, a USB boot disk that has a password key on it that he can use to reset his password? And continue on that situation. In this situation, because he's stuck where he is, he's going to have to call Microsoft. But they can help him. Yeah, they'll be able to help him out, but he's going to have to call Microsoft, unfortunately. Oh, boy. Well, well, That sounds like a lot of... I think, I don't know if you're going to be doing a lot of waiting around, though, from what I've heard. when When people have called into Microsoft, they're... They're pretty helpful and pretty quick about helping you. So the last time I called, it said, um, you're second in queue, and it'll be about two minutes, and they called me back in about 15 seconds. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Um, would you happen to have or they got on they didn't call handy? me they didn't call me back they I just held and they they came on if um, you will oh, hold yeah. on the line I'll search through uh, not, if you continue to listen to the show I will search yes. through my notes and see if I can find that phone number for you and then we'll I tell you what it is on the air now yeah. is it possible just while well, we still have Craig there hang on a second uh, yeah. and let me ask you this Cal too is it possible to go on to another Windows 10 machine and create a USB um, drive off of there? I don't think so because it probably takes a part of the key for the software on the machine. Okay. Because if you could do that, then people could go around and unlock anybody's machine. Yeah, right. See, I've got two. I've got two PCs. Makes sense. I've got I got a lap two laptops running right now, mm-hmm. updating, mm-hmm. and I've got this PC that I just tried to go turn on. Oh, Gary, I think Gary so, has something for you. So the, the telephone number is 1 800 642 7676. That's 800 642 7676. And I think and, they meant at 24 7 365. Okay. Well, gee whiz, thanks, guys. I didn't know what I was going to do other than 
walk this thing to the end of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm glad we've been able to help you with that. I, I hopefully help other people as well who have run into this kind of situation. So if you yeah. put Microsoft support phone number into Google, just be careful you get to... Um, to Microsoft. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple ads ahead of Microsoft, um, yeah. and uh, and you can call one of them, but that may call that may cost you. Make sure you just go down yes. to where it says Microsoft customer service telephone number. And I think, yeah. and, and I think and not that's be, free. Not being a, a heavy Microsoft user, I think that if you set up uh, your Windows machine to work with your Microsoft Live account. You can actually go in and reset those passwords mm-hmm. that way as well. So once okay, once they okay. get once they get you fixed, then talk to them about that and see how they can set you up so you can do a self serve reset of your yeah, password, or just write it down and put it in the top right drawer of your desk. <laughs> well, you know what? I, 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 I'm serious. I'm kidding, you know, right? I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, no, no. This this is really funny. I use the same password for the last ten years, oh. and I don't know why or what I did. But I don't believe I changed the password. This thing's just not recognizing it. So you and, actually, hmm. you're actually helping us talk about this. Um, there's a difference of opinion, uh, but when you use the same password, first of all, for yes. multiple accounts, that's not good because all they have to do is find it one place, crack and they, one, crack and they get it everywhere. Right. Well, but well, but, it isn't the same. Now wait a minute. It isn't the same for my bank. It right. isn't the same for you okay, know for you. anything else. Right. Good. It's just the stupid logon. Yeah, good for you. Um, for logon, it's probably not a big deal to use the same one for a long period of time. Um, we yeah. know that uh, in in corporate America, a lot of times what happens is unless we make users um, change their password periodically, every ninety days or at, at, at most every hundred and eighty days, um, hackers get in. And they continue to lurk and learn more about the system, and mm-hmm. they, there's no way for an administrator to find out because they think it's you, right? That right. They see you on, but then they start to see you do really crazy stuff, and now they're wondering, what's he doing? Yeah, is this right? really him? And, and if a lot of times um, when we you know, hear about a hat that, hack that's been exposed and um, data's been taken— the hacker's been in the environment for three, four, five, six months, sometimes a year, wow. you know, learning and, and uh-huh. watching p- as things go. So that's why they've encouraged people to change their password. Probably not as big a deal because somebody has to actually have your, your computer for logon. But for some yeah. of your other passwords, it just gave, gives us an opportunity to talk about it. So we appreciate you uh, you saying that. Yeah. Greg, thank you very much for giving us a call. And I hope that this uh, does solve things for you. Let us know, okay? You can give us an email. Let us know how it works for you, okay? Thank you so much, Greg, for being with us. Uh, the number, again, is 800-859-0957. Folks are starting to call them. That's good because we're heading down towards the pregame for MSU, and we want to get as many of those questions answered as we possibly can. Again, the number is 800-859-0957. Guys, it's interesting. This week, I got an email from Amazon telling me that um, it was just time for me to change. They've noticed that I've had the same password for a long time, and they said, will you please change your password? So they weren't trying to change it for me, but were alerting me to that and mm-hmm. helping with that. Yeah, so that's 
That's interesting. Again, um, they want to help you before something bad happens. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And that was. And so I was actually I went ahead and did it. I changed it, and uh, it was a Amazon is a password I use fairly often, so it was important for me to change it. Yeah. And. Um, very, very important. And a lot of times, um, because it is hard to remember passwords, so we recommend a password vault. And I use um, LastPass. LastPass. Um, password one, you, one, Cal, one, you use one password? Oh, one password, yes. Yeah. Right. Some people Did use... You, what, do you use any one of those vaults? No, I'm, I, maybe I should. <laughs> I have a couple of passwords that are my go-to, which is probably not best practice, but... Um, yeah, that. one of that's one of the things I like about it. Matter of fact, with LastPass and probably the same thing with OnePassword, uh, it allows you to automatically update, and it will update all your devices. It'll go in and it'll go to whatever the main one is, and it makes sure all your devices have the same thing. And I'm sorry, I'm getting old enough now that it could be 24 hours since I did it. I'm not going to remember it, and there's just too many out there. Yeah, there's too many passwords out there, so it's far more secure to get a fresh one and and to keep that up to date. 800-859-0957. Damien, speaking of you and uh, Grand Circus, your company, you do a lot of work with the city of Detroit. That's one of the things that you're interested in doing is promoting technology here in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, the, the city the city of Detroit and, and their workforce development arm, the DESC, or Detroit Employment Solutions Corporation, have been big supporters of ours, um, you know, in, in the form of funding largely, you know, since we've, we've been doing these boot camps. And actually, there's a, a, um, a pretty exciting program that has really just kicked off with some other partners. Um, so Focus Hope, which you may be familiar oh, with. Oh, yes, and, very familiar with Focus and, Hope, yeah. And Southwest Solutions uh, as well. And the idea is to create a pathway for people into technology jobs. Um, and, and, you know, it not just, you know, sort of the sort of jobs that we, we prepare people for, you know, sort of the, the software development, sort of programming type mm-hmm. roles, but network administration and, and other sort of IT professions that mm. really need people. And so... You know, we have a very you know a pipeline approach to getting people into those roles. It's, I think it's very exciting and something we've been working fairly closely on with the city. I, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. And uh, Jeff D'Onofrio is a person that you work with. Then. Yeah, Jeff D'Onofrio at the city, and then uh, Jose Reyes over at the DSC have been great partners. Um, and uh, you, you'll hopefully hear a lot more about that this year. Excellent. All right. We'll be coming back in just a second. We have a caller online right now, 800-859-0957. We're going to be wrapping things up in our last segment. So, Be sure to get in here with your questions. Again, 800-859-0957. Well, on behalf of our crew in here, Gary Baker and Kel Carson, I would like to thank uh, Mike Stats for a great job as engineer and also our our, uh, producer, Screener, answering the phone calls as well here. And thank you very much to... Damien Roki, who is the CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus, a great organization. It's been delightful having you in studio here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be on, and uh, hopefully I'll come back. I hope you will, We'd indeed. like you to, yes. There's so much that you folks are involved with. I'm looking forward. Hey, why don't you repeat that special offer you made earlier on for people who will be listening to this both now and also at our affiliates. Thanks, Foster. So, um if anybody that wants to take a boot camp, a, a 10-week program that, that gets them a job, we're offering $500 off or an additional scholarship to our regular scholarships for any listeners. And that's both listeners and if you have family and friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only thing I will say is that if you're out there and you need developers, um, our talent is free. Um, you know, there are no strings, no, no obligation. We, we'd love to have you guys reach out and, and come see some of our demo days and, 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 intru- and be introduced to some of our, our talent. So. 
if you're looking for talent or if you want to get into the profession, please come see us and we'll help you. Either way, it's a great service that you're offering. Thank you so much for being with us during the program Thank today. You. We even found a way of making Siri understand an <laughs> that Australian was the accent. Highlight. That, that was, was the highlight was of the, the program. That was the highlight for me. <laughs> <laughs> it made it worthwhile. But, but, but you know, there's a good point here, too. I mean, with, with this new economy, with the growth that's going on in Detroit and that sort of thing that's going on, not taking advantage of what... Uh, he, uh, Damien is offering right now it, it, you're, you're nuts not to do it so if you're yeah. really looking for a career change if you're really looking for a chance to really get going again and something uh, if, you, if you just want to try and make some life better for you it, it's, it's a great and deal. And one of the things Thanks, I Tom. had to add in this is I went to uh, at the tender age of 28 uh, I was changing careers at that particular time in my life and I wanted to get into broadcasting so I went to a place called Spex Howard the Spex Howard School of Broadcast uh, Arts now I think it is but anyway it was broadcasting at that time and the nice thing about that was it was a practical experience much like what you're offering it was taught by professionals and I can tell you that in the 40 years of my being in broadcasting every job I've had I've had through the network that I made there and that is the big difference and now they're just to take your money and crank you through the courses. There's a commitment to you to get you into the business. And that's what you guys are doing with technology. We do. And we're all about getting you a job. I mean, in fact, if you go to our site, we have a report on the outcomes that we get in our classes. We're very transparent about how many people get jobs, how much money you make, um, because you know we wouldn't exist as a business unless we were thinking that way. So exactly. take a look, grandcircus.co. Great. All right. And Thank heading you. to Grand Rapids soon, as a matter of fact, as yep. well. Yep. All right. Uh, before we get to our... Well, let's... Take one call, and then I'm going to tell you about how to get hold of our podcast, which is very important, coming especially this next week. And let's say hello to Rover from Las Vegas, Nevada. How you doing, Rover? Welcome. Oh, pretty good. It's been a long time since I've called you guys. My goodness, it is. Tell me how you can help us. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, the gentleman that called in with the password logon problem? Yes. Uh, he can... If he can go to a friend's computer that has a CD burner or, or DVD burner, uh, he can get a program called Trinity Rescue Kit. If he Googles that, uh, it'll uh, give him a site to uh, go to. Okay, and Trinity Rescue Kit. kit. And okay. it's uh, version 3.4. Version okay three point four, and and then you what well, you burn this onto a, a disc, and then you use that to help to retrieve a password. Yeah, uh, what you'd have to do. Okay, I'm looking at the screenshots. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to you know once you boot up, you mm-hmm. know you just hit enter on the first screen, which is the you know sure. loaded automatically. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have to mount the hard drive. Okay. And then it has in there Windows Password Resetting Utility. I gotcha. I gotcha. You, know, you just go in there. And then uh, on that screen, it's a little more difficult if he just uses admin or administrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can plug that, you know, just hit enter and it'll okay. go. Okay. Or he has to type in his username exactly as it's shown on the screen, and then from there, you know, he can reset okay. his password. So it's called Trinity Rescue Kit version 3.4. Rover, thank you so much for roving back into our program. It's great <laughs> to talk with you. 
Well, I well, I still have you on my list, so you know I try I try and listen to you guys every week. Oh, thank you so much! It's been a delight talking with you. You take care of yourself, all right? All right, talk to you later. <laughs> okay, bye bye. That's great, and it's got national reach with the program. That's the wonder of of radio nowadays is that with the internet, you reach everywhere with our program. By the way, let me just quickly say to you, we do a podcast of this program. That is, we take our program these two hours, and then I'll edit them down by. Sunday night into a podcast, which we post, and then you can go to either iTunes and look for Internet Advisor Podcast Feed. Those four words, look for that Internet Advisor Podcast Feed, that's on iTunes, or you can go to podcastdetroit.com and look for the Internet Advisor there. And on Sunday nights, generally speaking, on the Podcast Detroit uh, network, we're usually there by Monday morning. But you will be able, or go back to internetadvisor.net, and you can just download the program there. The podcast will be available again on Sunday night. Uh, This coming weekend, I understand uh, there's an afternoon football game, so we will not be heard live. But the good news is that regardless of those times, we still do a two-hour program, and you'll still be able to get a podcast on Sunday night where you'll listen to our guests and also to Ed and Cal and uh, Gary and myself handling some of the questions that have been sent in to us during the week. How do you get those to us? Simply go to internetadvisor.net and there's a contact button on the top of the screen there. Click on that, put your question into an email and send us that way. Or when you go to the show notes for our program every week, if you go to the very bottom, there's a content box there, a comment box. Put your question in there and send it off to us with your email address, and we will do our very best during the week to answer those and uh, to have that as part of our program when we come back next week. And just because I'm a fanatic, a devotee, a buff Navin, and just crazy <laughs> about the MAC all together, uh, the MAC Group of Detroit will be meeting tomorrow. That's, that's right. September 18th. And our very guest speaker coming in will be the founder of MAC Group, oh, good. Terry White. He's actually going to make an appearance back here in Detroit. And uh, I'm saying this because not just MAC people, but Windows people can come to this because Terry's going to be talking about Photoshop and Lightroom tips. And it's going to be well worth to come and see because this guy is Mr. Photoshop. He knows everything about those Adobe products and how they work together. So uh, check us out at macgroup.org, or you can link to us from internetadvisor.net. And that's tomorrow at 3 o'clock at the Birmingham Temple. All the information is at macgroup.org. Great. And Damien? Yeah, and I just while we're talking about events, um, for our Grand Rapids listeners, just wanted to let you know that on September 27th, um, we're offering a at the Traveling Circus, I mentioned, the free three-hour um, mm. learn-to-code uh, workshop. Um, take a look at our website, and, and you'll, you'll see details of the Eventbrite link, but that's a, a free three-hour workshop in Grand Rapids on the 27th, and we'd love to see... A lot Excellent. of there. Great way Most to definitely take advantage of that. You can bring your own popcorn and cotton candy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, my son just texted me and he said, I can't text anybody that doesn't have an iPhone after I've upgraded to iOS 10. I said, first of all, you didn't listen. Don't upgrade yet until <laughs> they get all the bugs worked out. So I did go online. The good thing is there are there's workarounds for most of the problems, and there are there's a workaround for this one, and uh, I'll have to teach teach him about it offline but so if you're having problems you know stay tuned there'll be there'll be help available they'll get it all fixed sherry from clarkston uh, we didn't get to your question but we will talk with you hang in there we'll talk with you after the program on hope thank you so much for the rest of you out there stay tuned because we've got a great game coming up here 
Michigan State University is going to be playing some football on the pregame program begins in just a moment here on WJR, the great voice of the Great Lakes. We will see you on our podcast. And thanks to all of you who have joined us for the program this week. Mike Stats, thank you so much for your work in the back behind the glass. And for the rest of you, stay tuned and go Spartans. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show. Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.